0: Cover two.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Cover Two Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm here with my man, Human. How's it going today, Human?
0: Hey, Will. I'm doing really well. We're getting closer and closer to the start of the season. Uh, we had some actual football. I guess I use the word football very loosely with that game, the Hall of Fame game where we saw the Steelers uh, take on the Cowboys and win. Some points of note in that game, we got to see Najee Harris finally in a NFL game, kind of starting to see the potential there. Was was there anything else that stuck out to you from that first game?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, with Dak, you know, obviously out. They uh, went to Gilbert. Um, He didn't look good. That offense didn't look good, not granted we're talking about a bunch of second string guys for the most part um, on that offense, but uh, that Cowboys offense did not look good at all.
0: Yeah. I mean, they they didn't have a whole lot going with that offense. What I mostly focused on was watching the receivers run routes, uh, see if they're getting separation. I I don't think we were going to expect much as far as the quarterback situation was concerned. Uh, What were your thoughts on Najee? How did he look to you? I thought it looked good for the limited time
1: that he had. And, you know, with guys that they're trying out on offensive line, you know, I think that you, you're you looking at him now moving up a tier or maybe even moving up at least a couple positions due to the Cam Akers injury and some other things we've seen in camp, which we're going to talk about. But, you know, I, I think that he's moving up to that point where you're seeing him getting drafted in other people's uh, sleeper drafts in the second round, uh, early second round, instead of maybe catch him at the end or the third round?
0: Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Uh, first of all, it was I mean, it was nice seeing him being incorporated into the passing game. We saw a couple of designed routes to him. But he is sliding up the ADP value chart where when you and I began mock drafting, we were catching him at the end of the second, maybe at that turn of the third. Uh, and now he is going early second round maybe that somewhere in the first four or five picks of the second round so his cost is increasing as we get closer here I don't know it's one of those situations where you kind of hope that your draft if you're if he's a guy that you're really targeting you're kind of hoping your draft is scheduled right now uh, so that there aren't any more preseason games that happen that increase the hype value of Najee Harris to increase his cost. So right now in drafts, if you're really targeting Najee, you're hoping to have a late first round picks so where you could pull that, you know, where we talked about a receiver or maybe even like an Eckler and then a Najee Harris. So we'll talk about that more as we, we get closer to actually, um, when drafts are occurring and maybe we'll even have another mock draft be- between now and then.
1: Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit about the Cowboys. You know, again, like we said, offensively they weren't great and they had a lot of things that they were working on. But if Dak is not 100% going into week one, do you feel like you can trust their backup quarterback right now?
0: Yeah, I mean, you threw a little bit of shade at Garrett Gilbert. Um, I didn't think he actually looked that bad. I mean, his stat line was 9 for 13 for 104. Uh, now, Danucci, on the other hand, came in. And I know one of there's one of my former students is a big Ben Danucci fan, so he's probably a little upset that I'm talking smack on him right now. Danucci didn't look that well, and he came in with a lot of those backups. But Gilbert, I mean, he didn't go downfield, but he wasn't terrible. I think if if they have to go with Gilbert one or two games to give Dak a little bit more time, I think they'll be okay. I think they're just being precau- like hyper-precautious with Dak right now. It had nothing to do with his previous en- injury. It was a shoulder thing. I think they're just going to completely rest him and then get him going. And if he is in there, I think it's all sim- systems go. I mean, you got three receivers with Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gallup. And then with the you know, with Zeke in there also, you know, you got Jarwin. I think that offense is going to be ready to go once he gets in there. Well, let's talk about another quarterback that we know is going to be out. For a bunch
1: of games. That's uh Wentz, Carson Wentz is hurt. It's we don't know, it's between you know five and twelve weeks, yeah, six and twelve weeks. I mean, it's it's extensive. Who do you think? I mean, we've seen some things in camp, but who do you think is gonna be the starter in Indy?
0: It had been Jacob Easton. I think there was a lot of hype around Jacob Easton once Wentz went down. However, just today, Sam Ellinger from the rookie from Texas was getting was getting the first team reps and now there's a little bit of hype building around that personally i don't think it's going to come down to just those two guys i i can't imagine that indy is going to kind of stand pat with what they have and wait for whence because i got a feeling that Wentz could be more closer to the 12 than the five man if philip rivers wasn't in the middle of coaching high school football right now i got a feeling that he may have been a uh, a pinch hitter for these the first half of the season here and th- and he hasn't he hasn't rolled himself
1: out yet he said that he might come back you also got of course nick Foles in chicago that there's thinking about possibilities there and then we all know who they should have
0: and that's blake bortles all right <laughs> i was wondering if you were ever going to be able to get blake bortles back in the conversation um but more importantly if if we do ride with easton or ellinger in this offense um some guys that we had been talking about as far as targeting in drafts uh mainly Jonathan Taylor and then you know secondarily Michael Pittman I I think you can start moving them further down your draft boards If you're someone that's still in on Jonathan Taylor you might be able to get him at a at a discount cuz he may start dropping down the boards and if you're all in on him and think that hey He's going to become even a bigger focus of the offense now with, without Wentz there. Go for it. Uh, it's not something I'm willing to invest a, a first-round pick in for sure. I don't think he'll get out of the first round, and I'm not willing to spend that first-round pick on him.
1: Seahawks, the Rams, and then at the Titans. I mean, those three games, you know, made the Seahawks' defense obviously is not the best, but you've got a Rams and Titans are probably the number one, number two defense last year. That's pretty sick. Yeah, I don't want any part of that.
0: I was already a little bit, I mean, I was kind of high up on Taylor with Wentz in there, but we had the unknown of Wentz and what type of effect he would have. At this point, I'm a hard pass on on anything Colts offense related. Well, let's talk
1: about some more offense in uh, Philly. You know, Devontae Smith was looking like the number one there. And then, of course, he goes down injured. Do you think that this will give, you know, Jalen Rager,
0: Travis Fulgram any value whatsoever? I don't know, Will, but th- th- I don't think Devonta, I don't think this injury is something that Devonta is going to project Devonta Smith being out for too long. Yeah, it's not great to not be in camp, especially as a rookie wide receiver, because we know that rookie wide receivers take a little bit longer to acclimate to the game than typical positions. Last year was a complete anomaly, statistical anomaly with the rookie wide receivers really having an exceptionally great season. Because you you want that receiver to build rapport with the quarterback. And in Philly, we do have a unique situation where Devonta Smith and uh, Jalen Hurts already have a little bit of a built-in rapport from their time in Alabama. So I'm not overly concerned about that. Uh, I think we're looking at Smith maybe missing. He, he's definitely going to miss the preseason, maybe missing the first two weeks, one to two weeks of the season. So I, I don't know if that's going to – immediately give you immediate impact with rager or fulgum something if you want and this is what i was going to talk about with another guy that we had on the ticket here to talk about today with camp news and that was with saquon barkley where he's in a similar situation he just got activated from the pup list uh today was his first day uh at camp you know no contact no pads uh just going through some basic drills but i honestly don't think we should expect any productivity out of Saquon Barkley until maybe week three of the NFL season. So yeah, you're still going to draft Barkley early and yeah, you're still going to draft Devontae Smith, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth round, depending on where his ADP falls with this news. Um, But this is where you can take into consideration and be a little bit clever. If you're going to draft Barkley or if you're going to draft Devonta Smith, let's go to Barkley situation. I would definitely be targeting Devontae Booker at with my last pick. No one's going to be drafting Devontae Booker or even maybe Corey Clement. Take a look at camp, see who's standing out these first few weeks, because you will have a built-in starter for that week one, week two, possibly even week three, depending on what Barkley's progress is. And we know that last season with Barkley out, Wayne Gallman was actually a startable asset for fantasy. So if you want to insure yourself, and it's kind of like almost the reverse of a handcuff where you're, handcuffing your first round running back with a player in the 12th round just to loan for the first two weeks to make sure, you know, that everything's going as is. Because if Barkley has to take some time off those first couple games, you've got his starter already on your bench and then you could drop him whenever Barkley's back in. And same with Devonta Smith. Rager and definitely Travis Fulgham, they're not getting drafted right now. Rager may be towards the end of drafts. So that's something you can insure yourself with with that last pick in those situations.
1: Yeah, and and staying with the Giants, you know, one of the guys I'm really high up on is Kenny Galladay. I think for me, he went from the guy I want is my number two to maybe my number three or four with this hamstring injury. And I know that hamstrings come and go, but that's the problem, that they come and go. I mean, Julio Jones last year was maybe starting, and he was always a game-time decision where you didn't know if you're going to put him in your lineup or not. I just can't deal with a guy that might not might have a great season with a quarterback that you know had a terrible year last year that I'm going to be trying to put him in and not know if he's going to play. Or if he does play, he plays one series, gets hurt, and he's out. So for me, Galladay is now ripping off my board, dropping at the end of my wide receiver three, probably even my wide receiver four is my backup.
0: Yeah, he he might even be getting close to territory based off of, and, you know, it it really depends on the league that you're in and your league mates and how in tune they are to, you know, training camp and uh, pre-draft news. You might get into your draft and someone may not know that Galladay's dealing with a little bit of an injury and they may draft him as their wide receiver one or two in the third, fourth, fifth round. And at that point, I mean, I'm not, and you said you're not, willing to pay that ADP for it right now. So, in a sense, if, if, that, if your league mate takes him, it kind of turns into a landmine of sorts for your league mates that aren't keeping up to date with news. And if Galladay does pan out and he ends up you know, becoming a great receiver this season or having a great season without the injury, uh, so be it. I'm just not with the news that this is there. I'm not willing to pay his draft value for that.
1: Let's talk about a little bit of good news, I guess, in that you know, somebody that's really performing well that might hurt somebody else's value, and that is in the Bears. Chicago has Damian Williams, who's a year back from you know taking off the season because of COVID. Uh, he, of course, was the Chiefs' number two, caught a lot of balls from the backfield, ran the ball really well. And, you know, he is doing really well in camp. Do you think he's going to take some value off Montgomery going into the season?
0: Uh, I don't know if he will at the front end of the season, but it could definitely be. And we saw when Tariq Cohen was, you know, healthy and playing that that's what they did. It, it took away the ability for Montgomery to be a three down back. And now while Tariq Cohen's is still part of the team, I don't see him being, you know, he's coming back from a pretty devastating injury. But like you said, Damian Williams could take up that role. I'm hoping that Matt Nagy sees what he had in David Montgomery at the end of the season there and really just leans into it. And hopefully Damian Williams is there to spell him and give him, you know, a breather. So he's not, you know, doing like a 90% carry load in that offense. So hopefully it's just that if it's otherwise, then we could see some issues with David Montgomery to where it's going to be like where it was when Tariq Cohen was involved and you don't get a whole lot of value out of Montgomery.
1: Very true, and and you know, you know, I'm just thinking about a couple of things that happened today. We saw Bateman get hurt, um, Rashad Bateman, and, and the Ravens with a soft tissue injury. Again, one of those fun injuries. And then Hunter Henry went down yesterday, and they're doing um they're going to do an MRI to see if he's okay. So that might have helped that you know two headed monster at tight end that you didn't know who to pick. Now you know I'm going John
0: New. Well, one of the interesting things. Speaking of John New uh, Smith. I there was actually reports of him having getting some work in the backfield in that Patriots offense, which is kind of cool, whether they're little pop passes, uh, jet sweeps, or even just a little pitch while he's lined up in the backfield. We know he's super athletic. I think we've seen that for the couple of years that he was in Tennessee or his time in Tennessee. So, of course, Belichick is probably going to maximize the potential out of him. Hopefully, Henry's all right uh, for as far as the Patriots are concerned, but I can see what you're saying there, where it could where it could make the water a little bit less muddy if we know that there's just one tight end there. Because as of right now with the two tight end system, even though they're great tight ends, I don't want any piece of that because it's not going to be like the Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez combo with Tom Brady back there. Um, and then you also mentioned Rashad Bateman, where we also know that uh, Hollywood Brown is dealing with a little bit of injury also. So that Ravens wide receiver group already was something that was on my no draft list. It's getting a little bit uglier now, and that may actually in turn up the value of like a J.K. Dobbins and a Gus Edwards where Dobbins may get some actual targets for a change here. Mm-hmm. Maybe split him out wide and get uh, Gus Edwards involved in the backfield. So that's something to keep an eye on as we go forward in the preseason. And, you know, we
1: as we come to, you know, the middle of August getting ready for draft season because, you know, we're getting to the first week of games basically for all NFL teams. We're going to see those injuries. We saw them like we were last year, and we saw them a lot in basketball the way that the year was. And so I think that we will see a lot more injuries like we
0: did last year. Will, don't you put that in the universe, man. You shut your mouth. Don't put that in the universe. Let's let's hope that all of all of these players get through the preseason and uh, may- maybe all their coaches can just wrap them up in bubble wrap and not play them at all during the preseason. Um, I, I kind of want to switch the focus a little bit to some other camps that stood out to me. And one player in particular who is maybe it's the change of scenery, uh, getting with a different coach, having some familiar players around him, who knows what it is. But Sam Darnold, yes, Sam Darnold, formerly of the New York Jets, is turning some heads in Carolina Panthers camp. Matt Rule has some great has had some great comments about him, about the passes he's making. You know, the balls coming out of his hands. He looks like he's he's doing everything with intent. To me, that's all that's telling me is that you know, Christian McCaffrey stock go up, DJ Moore stock goes up uh robbie anderson who i think we had talked about in a couple shows previously and i talked about during our mock draft that's someone i'm definitely targeting in that sixth seventh round as my third wide receiver or even a second wide receiver if i go in a different direction in the very beginning of the draft of someone who's going to be guaranteed targets and i think this also now brings into the conversation the tight end over there which is dan arnold uh, because it seems like Sam Darnold and Dan Arnold have had a little bit of a connection so far in camp. So maybe that's one of those tight ends that can start coming into the conversation for deep in the draft and with your last pick if you're taking a flyer on a tight end.
1: Yeah, and of course, you know, uh, Robbie Anderson over there, um, you know, a flyer. You might have a, a good, he might get an uptick now that you see Sam Darnold is uh, not seeing ghosts. Yeah,
0: that. well, that's one of the things I'm worried about. I loved Robbie Anderson's ADP where it was. At the moment, um, I'm a little worried that's going to start going up because he's one of those guys that I do want to target, like I said, in that seventh round where you're going to get extreme value out of him. And I got a feeling it's going to start creeping up to the sixth round and hopefully not getting into the fifth round.
1: Well, as we get into uh, our next week and we're getting into a couple more different rankings and tiers and and a couple more drafts, maybe we do another draft where we you know, come together again and talk about our different uh, our thoughts going into the next uh, couple weeks, especially after the first week of the preseason. But like always, make sure to hit us up on uh, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, and where can they catch us on Instagram? Human, will
0: they can find us on Instagram at Cover Two Fantasy football. That's Cover Two, the number Fantasy Football. Please send us any questions you have. We'd love to read them on the show and help you get ready for your fantasy season and to dominate. Yes, dominate your league mates going forward. And don't miss this, of course, on
1: YouTube. But like always, Cover 2.
0: Cover 2.